three triple Z. Ninety-two point three FM. The following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim, to life, with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, welcome to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more. A sad L'Chaim, as the Australian Jewish community and the world yesterday lost a giant of a mensch and a great, great role model, Eddie Jaku, OAM 101. Late July 2019, I received an email from a friend, Barry Spanger, with a link to a YouTube clip, which I clicked onto. It was Eddie Jaku with his powerful presentation at TEDx, which blew me away, as it did the 6,000 in attendance, giving Eddie an instant, lengthy, rapturous standing ovation. I chased Eddie down through the JNF and the Jewish Museum where he volunteered for many, many years. I was privileged and blessed to have had two beautiful interviews with Eddie. The first one, early August 2019, with my co-presenter at the time, Lily Steiner, and again in April last year, two days after Eddie's 100th birthday. The passing of Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku OAM has been felt and reported on worldwide, and deservedly so. Eddie's aim in life was to make a difference. You only have to look at all the heartfelt condolences and comments on both the mainstream media and social media to see that Eddie was truly successful at what he set out to achieve. Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku made a huge positive difference. We are dedicating tonight's L'Chaim to the mensch that made a difference, Eddie Jaku, OAM, along with George putting together a tribute of Eddie's comments from my two interviews with the happiest man on earth, which we will close out tonight's program with. I will also be uploading my two interviews with Eddie to YouTube and social media in the next day or so. All right, another full L'Chaim ahead of us, so no time to spare. You're listening to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more, here on 92.3 FM, 3 Triple Z. Please sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Mythbusters. Just the facts, ma'am. John Lyons, now head of investigative and in-depth journalism at the ABC, reported from the Middle East for a number of years. He has just written a book titled Dateline Jerusalem, Journalism's Toughest Assignment, in which he excoriates the Jewish lobby. It's the, the, the Israeli lobby in Australia, which I focus on in this book. It's really trying to look at the power of a particular group and the impact they have. I actually think in some, the responsibility is really more on the editors, etc., than the, the lobby's doing its job too well. In the last year, there's been two reports by Human Rights Watch, which is a centrist moderate group run by Kenneth Roth out of New York. He's the son of Jewish, a Jewish refugee from Nazi Germany. Two major reports came out by Human Rights Watch. One was on the Uyghur in Xinjiang province, which the Australian media went huge on, the international media. The second one was on, on Israel. They did a report saying that in their view, Israel has now crossed the threshold into being an apartheid state. That was the actual finding. And barely a, a peep, barely a mention of that in Australia. Yet it was big on the New York Times, BBC, foreign media, Washington Post and others went huge on it. 
virtually not a single word in the Australian media. That's the exact sort of example I'm talking about. Both Rabbi Kennard, Mount Scopus College Principal, and Jeremy Liebler, President of the Zionist Federation of Australia, have expressed strong disagreement with Lyons' contention that journalists covering the Middle East are bullied into submission by an extremist Israel lobby, which prevents the media from fact-based reporting. As Jeremy Liebler so rightly points out, the notion that the Australian media suppresses debate about the Israel-Palestinian conflict is patently false to anyone who reads the newspapers, listens to the radio or watches television. Jeremy goes on to say, Contrary to Lyons' claim that the accusation of anti-Semitism is used to shut down debate, no communal group has suggested or believes that legitimate criticism of Israeli government policies or practices is tantamount to anti-Semitism. That said, Lyons is well aware that his sweeping generalised conspiracy-like theories about undue influence on the media are a gift to anti-Semites. John Lyons, in his latest book, is effectively slandering the Israeli lobby by describing them almost as an insidious cabal. Much of what he says has been called out as misinformation by his detractors. John Lyons is full of criticism for the way the Israeli lobby behaves and seems that he would like to see our media publishing more stuff that is supportive of the Palestinian narrative that is frequently replete with lies and propaganda. Lyons' remarks about Human Rights Watch are laughable, as anybody with a proper view of the world would be aware that Human Rights Watch is far from being a centrist, moderate group. Rather, it is at the helm of the Israel bashing brigade. Kenneth Roth being a Jew who happens to be descended from Holocaust survivors means nothing. There are plenty of Jews from that lineage who have become viciously anti-Israel. Moreover, Lyons conveniently ignores the fact that the media here, the ABC and Fairfax media in particular, did cover the report from Human Rights Watch accusing Israel of apartheid. John Lyons needs to acknowledge that there so happens to be a powerful pro-Palestinian lobby in this country, and as he goes on his merry way criticising Israel, he has never really encountered the force of pro-Palestinianism from a lobby that doesn't mind indulging in false narratives to achieve its fundamental aim of getting rid of Israel. This Mythbuster is by David Schulberg from the Israel Connection program that listeners can listen to on J-Air, broadcasting live each week on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. and repeated Fridays 1 till 2 p.m. Well, that's it for another Lachaim, Two Life, Jewish Life and More. I think we had something for everyone. Right, you'll find in about 15 minutes to half an hour a recording of tonight's Lachaim program at 3zzz.com.au. Click on the down arrow in the Listen to a Show square and scroll down to the Jewish group. You'll find it there. Links to recordings of tonight's interviews will be posted to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages tomorrow. Please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. The Hebrew Hour, Shabbat Shalom, 3pm on Friday, and the Yiddish Hour, 11am on Sunday. If you'd like to contact us here at Lachaim, our email is lchaim3zzz at gmail.com. For only $16, please consider becoming a member of the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. And for seniors, it's just $11. Again, click on 3zzz.com.au. Many thanks again to Team Lachaim, Dr. George Banky, the executive producer, Dr. Mori Frankel, and Jeff Deegan. As I mentioned in our program's intro, we are dedicating tonight's Lachaim to a real mention role model 
whose mission in life was to make a difference and to encourage people not to hate. Eddie Jakku, OAM, passed away yesterday, aged 101. So many beautiful things have been said and written about Eddie in the last 24, 36 hours, which is a real testimony to the man and the mensch that he was. As our tribute from here at Lechaim to life, Jewish life and more, George has put together some of Eddie's powerful messages from the two interviews that I was privileged and blessed to have with Eddie, an honour which I will always treasure. And yes, Holocaust survivor with a message, the happiest man on earth, Eddie Jakku, OAM, you made a real difference. Baruch Dayan HaEmet. So thank you for tuning in and please join us again next week on Lachaim. My name is Morris Klein. I'm Yisrael Chai and peace. Eddie Jakku, 100 years old, two days ago, uh, the happiest man alive. Eddie, I want to know one thing first. Have you received the letter from the Queen? Yes, I did. And what does it say? It says, to the happiest man on earth, (laughs) we wish you that the next uh, stage of your life will be as pleasant as your first and continue working what you're doing because this you do the best. Uh, Absolutely. There's no question about that. People ask me here, how old are you? I say three days. Three days in my second Second chapter. <laughs> Hundred years is finished. Now start the second one. I don't know how many years I have left, but I will do my best. If I stay like I am now, I can still teach and walk and drive a car, and uh, I walk fast, very fast. Nobody follows me. <laughs> so you see, it's all in your mind, and uh, I keep busy and and uh, so. exercise myself and it's wonderful I think it's wonderful to be alive I don't like what I see but (laughs) that's life that's life of course uh, it is I hope that I can make a difference When I speak, I speak for those people, the six million. And I want to remind you, and I want to remind remind our Jewish community, one third of our people has been wiped out. Greece is only a million, seven million population. And we lost six million. And if we forget and don't remember and don't commemorate, and don't keep on telling us our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I can assure you we won't have a future. This will be the end of mankind if we forget what is the obligation of every living Jew, to remember what can happen if we don't care. I speak in all my, I finish always my speeches with some of my friendship phrases. And this one is that I wish everyone to have lots of love to share, lots of good health to spare, and lots of wonderful friends 
that care. Oh, man. Now, I want them to listen to me now in your station, to remember those words, to care. We have to care for each other. We have to care what happened to people, not saying that doesn't matter to us. That is, the future will be very, very dark if we forget the people, those six million wonderful people. And I add something. I swear to you that these six million people will never be replaced. There were doctors who were committed to find a cure for Alzheimer, for breast cancer, and for Parkinson's disease. And doctors today, even if they're wonderful, but they're business people. In my time, they were not business people. They were devoted to a profession to find a cure and to make your life as best as possible. This is the difference between progress. So we go on one side has progress and on the other one we go backwards. Because the people have no time to care and you must care. This is what I teach, what I preach and what I hope the people will remember. I don't speak for me. I speak for those six million slaughtered innocent people. I think I became better. <laughs> I think I became more patient. I became more tolerant. And uh, I see that there is no value. Definitely not hate. I never hated. Hate is a disease. I say this all the time. First, it destroys your enemy, but in the process, it destroys you. You start hating everything, everything around you. It's a madness. So we must, there must, you must use, I don't like those people. That's acceptable. But you must never say, I hate those people. Humans, doesn't matter the color, the religion, where they come from or where they're born. When they're humans, they have the right to be respected as humans. You can only ask respect when you respect the others. And that is important for the future. I also spoke and I made a little <clears throat> verse about how important is friendship. Friendship is the most important aspect of life. Not only as friends go along, it's also that husband and wife shouldn't also only be married. They should be best friends. And friendship means a friend is like a second self. The friendship is broken because the people looking for faults. Everybody has faults. A friend you cannot buy. It's the most important and most expensive thing you can, if it had a price, it's priceless. And I am willing to be the best friend of many people. Whoever want to be my friend is my friend. I stand up for what is right and wrong. In my book, a man is only a man if he knows what is right and wrong. If you don't, you're not a man. And men should stand up for right and wrong of their brothers and friends and sisters. And that is important that is missing in every society. 
Jewish, Christian, Muslims, whatever society. You state a couple of phrases. Please do not walk in front of me, I may not be able to follow. Please do not walk behind me, I may not be able to lead. Please just walk beside me and be my friend. That's just so beautiful. May you always have lots of love to share, lots of good health to spare, and lots of good friends that care. That's just so wonderful. It's beautiful. What a wonderful message.